You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Belkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. And welcome to today's episode where we're going to talk about meditation. And I've been meditating since I would say about 2008. And it's been something that's quite personal to me uh, since that time. I was originally introduced to it after doing traditional therapy because during 2008 was when the economy crash. Uh, that was between my second and third year of med school. And really at the time I was just going through a lot of unstable um, uncertainties within my life that you know, caused a lot of emotional distress. And at the time, I also was getting into really a lot of self-help books like Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now. And then I started reading Old Path White Clouds, which is um, really about Siddhartha becoming Buddha and the um, written by Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, who recently passed away. And so I was really getting into this whole realm of like <laughs> the uh, Eastern philosophy versus the Western philosophy after my first two years of med school. And man, it really, that was just a huge pivotal moment for me. I would say that was the first time that I really started to learn how to help myself more than anything. And uh, sitting with myself was the main way. And when I first started, I'll never forget. I was just like, oh my God, this is impossible. <laughs> like, I cannot quiet my mind. How can I do this? And it's funny thinking about it right now when I talk to people or bring up about meditation to people, that's the first answer. They're like, I tried it a few times and I'm just, I can't, I can't quiet my mind. And I want to introduce this whole concept of understanding what meditation really is and that everybody's fully capable of meditating. And if you cannot quiet your mind, that means you're aware that you even have your mind up there. That's pretty loud because <laughs> it needs to be quieted. And that's the first step in all meditators. I would say every single person that starts meditating or does any formal meditative practice, that's the first thing that they are aware of, that they have this voice up there. And, you know, very much this is the critical mind that's constantly talking to us and blabbing away. We can call this the monkey mind, but it is the conscious critical, you know, mind. That mind starts to really become solidified um, by the age of 12. So most 12-year-olds already have this very loud voice up there that's talking to them all the time. <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's the ego. It is it is what we hear from others, the stories that we have been told that we then repeat to ourselves from our society, from teachers, from therapists, from doctors, from parents, from, man, from friends, from everybody. And that voice is very much alive and there. And it's not a bad part of us, in a sense. And that's not how I would I like to view this part of us is it's really just, you know, this ego aspect that that is not bad. It just doesn't know how to do things. And so it has its place. And it does tend to take over most of our daily activities. I know for me, that that logical mind sometimes is extremely helpful for me evaluating certain events or situations to make a logical decision. But 
uh, sometimes I really have to quiet and just connect with myself to figure out like, what is it that I need to do and connect with more of my intuitive self, my more uh, subconscious mind, body feelings. <laughs> and and that's why I wanted to just introduce this whole um, idea of meditation to you guys and my perspective on it in hopes that maybe those out there that are not meditating to um, somewhat convince you on all the benefits of why one should meditate or why one would want to meditate. And and really, you may be already doing forms of meditation, but not even aware that you're doing it. And that's how I like to perceive meditation, because most people hear the word meditation and they think of like a monk sitting on a pillow or <laughs> or someone sitting in Indian style, holding their hands in a certain position and, you know, closing their eyes and or maybe making a a mantra or or making a humming noise or something like that. And yeah, that's a form of meditation, but that's not all meditation is. There's so many different forms of meditation out there that, you know, one could even get really bogged down and confused about like how to practice because there's so many things. There's, you know, spiritual form, there's uh, transcendental, there's, you know, people really trying to get kundalini opening and uh, there's focusing forms of meditation and mindfulness forms of meditation and movement forms of meditation like, you know, um, one very common one like yoga is a very movement type of meditation with breath included and, you know, qigong or uh, tai chi, which is a very slow movement, uh, very mindful movement as well. And, and there's focused, like we could just simply focus on certain things like an object or uh, a mantra meditation where we do have specific words or phrases or even songs that we sing that that is a meditation. Prayer is a form of meditation. Um, and there's just so many forms of meditations that you may be already doing things within your life that is could be seen as a meditation. And like, you know, when people like to draw or into art or into dance or into sports or things like that, like if you're very mindful in the present moment and engaged in that process and your thoughts are basically quieted <laughs> and they've they've calmed down, then I would say you're already practicing some form of meditation. And I like this way of viewing it because it makes it more accessible to people to understand that everybody can meditate. Everybody can and, you know, when I first started meditating, my main focus that I would do is on I would focus on an object and I had my eyes open just because my mind was all over the place. And if I closed my eyes, I felt like my mind really took me uh, on these like uh, unaware journeys of conversation in my, in my head. And and then I it just ended up being I would be very frustrated in the end of my meditation, like, oh, I couldn't even get like a single second of silence. <laughs> And so for me, because I was not disciplined at all, I would just keep my eyes open and focus on an object. And then I would use that object as my reminder to quiet those thoughts to come back right here, right now. And that would kind of be my mantra as well. So I would look at something, you know, either a flame or I had a picture and I would stare at that thing and I would tell myself right here, right now, right here, right now. And I would just remind myself being very present in the moment. And, you know, that kind of would go away. I would lose that. I would forget that and start thinking about something, <laughs> random thought, and it would just come into my mind. And then I wouldn't realize that I was thinking about something until maybe a couple minutes or a couple seconds later, whatever it may be. However, 
I was basically training my mind into this new practice. And I definitely found that over time with practicing it, my mind created the programming. And that's how I like to frame it is that meditation is like exercise and that when you first start to do it, it is a bit uncomfortable and weird. And so you'll have to like, for example, pick up a weight and maybe it's the first time you ever picked up a weight and that weight is very awkward and weird and you're not even sure how to move your muscles because of the size of the weight or the or the way that it's positioned. But over time, as you start to like be patient, listen, do it over and over and over again, that weight becomes very easy for you to pick up. And then what do you do afterwards? You pick up a heavier weight. So maybe you start with five pounds and then you become comfortable with five pounds, it become easy for you, you start to build the muscle mass and then you pick up a 10 pound weight and then a 20 and so on. This is how I like to see meditation. That when we first start meditating, we're gonna wanna start with a you know five minutes, five minutes a day. Because we want to make it a fun process. We want to make sure that meditation is part of who we are so that, so that we are excited to do that and not, not overwhelm ourselves with a practice that we are unable to implement into our daily life. And so for me, when I first started meditating, I would only do five, 10 minutes a day, you know, in the morning primarily. And then I would also fall back on my meditations because things would happen and I would stop meditating or maybe I started feeling really good and then I would stop meditating. And, you know, over the course of like the many, many now, 2008, so the many years um, I've been on and off with meditating, I did meditate at one point in my life for, I would say, about a year. And um, I noticed that if I took a break from meditation, that I lost that that programming that was in place and and for me it was like it was like losing muscle mass so like someone lifting weights over a period of time if they stop lifting weights then you lose that muscle mass within your body you know (laughs) because you're not lifting weights or training it to build more and how good I felt after meditating for that long was man it was so amazing It's kind of like when you start, you know, when you first start working out in the very beginning, you're sore, you're uncomfortable, you know, you're you really are pushing yourself, you're not seeing the results of it. And then after you've done it for, you know, at least a couple months, you start to see the results. And you start to see it tangibly in your physical reality, like through your body, maybe you start to see like your pants are more loose, or whatever it may be. And that is that tangential like reassurance that you're doing something good and and motivates you to want to do more. And so for me, I started becoming aware that, you know, when I meditated, I was definitely much more clear. And I was definitely much more efficient with things and more calm. And, you know, these are the tangential products of, of my meditation, of just having more clarity of focused mind, being able to make more um, appropriate decisions, and be able, being able to get more out of my day. I was actually more productive in my day than less than not productive. And, you know, on top of that, I felt a sense of calmness in my body. And, and that the health benefits of that tangentially are long term. You know, it, there's plenty of research out there that meditation is beneficial for heart disease, beneficial for any major ailments. And, you know, when I was taking my board exams, meditation was the one thing that helped me to simply relax <laughs> and not be anxious. And for the medical examinations, it's an eight-hour exam. 
and we would have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of questions for eight straight hours. And the ability to focus becomes so, you know, it's it's an energy. <laughs> You're drained after eight hours of test taking. It's kind of like running for, you know, three hours. Uh, you have to stop and you just need to take a break and breathe. And if you train your body to be able to run for longer periods of time, your stamina increases. And I realized that my test-taking stamina was was not strong. So I, with meditation, I realized that my test-taking stamina, the ability to focus on things for a longer period of time became strong. So actually, meditation was the one thing that really helped me with passing my board exams. And, you know, when I started to make those connections, it wasn't that I didn't have the content. I didn't understand it. It's just that I couldn't focus. And that was all part of my mind. I mean, maybe you guys can relate where you've read like a chapter or a book or something and you read it over and over and over again. You're like, what did I just read? (laughs) Like it doesn't absorb in. And that's because we're not really focusing. You know, that thinking mind is off somewhere having a different conversation that we sometimes aren't even fully aware of what it's what it's even saying <laughs> like it's like it's amazing to just sit and 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 be aware of what your thoughts are saying and doing because it's just so automatic it's just so such an innate process that has been there since at least you know even earlier but 100% it's at least been there since 12 years old and you know, it starts to get developed much earlier. So after two years old, we start to we start to mimic, we start to mock, we start to repeat our parents and society, and that voice is starting to get created, starting. And you know, that's why kids are like these little parrots that are picking up things and repeating back, and they may say something back to you, hearing it from the TV, and you're like, "Where did you get that from?" <laughs> In there, in, the, in that whole time when they're repeating stuff back, they are creating that voice up there. And so again, you know, it's such an innate part of us that we are unaware as an adult of how strong and how powerful it is um, until we sit in silence and and hear it and notice it, and then we get to choose if those thoughts are appropriate or not, are serving or not serving to us. So along with all these things, I just started to realize, wow, like meditation needs to be part of my daily life, at least so that it becomes who I am. And I realized over time as as I started meditating more, and I found more moments where I could meditate, where even though when, when I first started, like I did have to sit down in a chair on a pillow or in a specific place and just focus my attention to something, as I started getting at least better at that, I found moments throughout my day to be able to do that. For example, when I was maybe sitting at DMV, <laughs> instead of like looking at my phone, I chose that moment to just sit with myself and to focus on my breath. And, you know, and then I started finding other ways, like when I was driving, <laughs> when I was driving, instead of listening to the radio or a podcast or something, I would turn it off and just focus on my hands gripping the steering wheel and focus on the cars all around me. I just became very, very present with the act of driving. And then I tried to find other things within my life that I could do, you know, become very, very present in the moment. And, you know, any time that I was waiting for a short period or a long period of time, I'm sure you all can relate. In 2008, I took a short break, but when I went back to school and I started rounding at, at hospitals and doing rotations, um, I, I 
we would wait <laughs> a lot, especially during surgery. We had to wait a lot. And I would use those moments to just sit with myself and just, you know, be in the presence and be aware and just like, you know, being aware, becoming aware of my thoughts, becoming aware of everybody around me. And I didn't realize at the time, but I was basically making meditation my life. And I can look back now and say that was the main goal. And whenever I, I educate people about meditation, I would say the goal is to eventually start to bring your meditation practice into your everyday life. What's the point to meditate and to be able to sit in silence and to become aware of your mind if we can't implement those practices into our everyday life? Turning life into a meditation so that you're meditating all through life. And then you don't need to take these breaks in order to sit with yourself in silence and force you feel like you're forcing yourself. And when you reach those states of, of calmness and bliss, you know, bringing more of that into your everyday life, however you can. And so for me, my meditation practice has not just been when I'm sitting on a pillow, but it's extended out to everything that I do. And so when people ask, like, when do you meditate? Like, I really try to incorporate meditation throughout all my activities you know, whenever I can, whenever I have a little break here and there. And it's hard for me to track like how much I meditate because it is in the forefront of my mind of like, I just want to be for me to just be present with the moment. And that really is meditation is just being fully present in the moment. And of course, there's like much deeper states that we can experience these transcendental states. And all they are is just these altered states of consciousness it's when we're having these non-ordinary states that we experience in our waking hours and we're constantly fluctuating in and out of different states of consciousness throughout the day. And, you know, I meditated for a while until I was eventually introduced to hypnotherapy. And when I started doing hypnotherapy, I just realized that it's pretty much the same thing as meditation. But I like to say it's meditation on steroids <laughs> because um, hypnotherapy was able to get me into those transcendental states where I would feel these deep like vibrations and energies through my body and just these this clarity of presence of just being beyond your physical form. It is just this conscious awareness of yourself beyond. <laughs> There's no possible words I can even give you that explains this state. It is an experience that that has allowed me to be. And for me, that is the that transcendentalness of existence <laughs> that there's many other forms that other people have gotten there through. But for me, I got there through my hypnotherapy practice and doing self-hypnosis on myself um, that I've been able to experience for hours of just sitting in that, that space. And, you know, that's taken some time for me to, to reach that. But, you know, they, they keep me driven to want to get more, <laughs> get more of those, of those moments, however I need to. And so that really revved up my, my meditation practice. And so I, you know, want to, wanted to just, just talk about this only so that I can begin to maybe um, inspire someone else out there that may not be meditating right now to go ahead and attempt it and, and see how you can incorporate any forms of meditation. It really, I'm only telling you my story just because it's, it is how I got into it that I, I started for those that have never meditated or have said, oh, no, this is not possible. Like I, me, too. I said the same thing. I said that at one point in my experience, like, no way I can't meditate. 
And I wish someone <laughs> like there's there's an awesome platform that I'm on every Friday uh, for those that are listening to me. It's called Insight Timer. I also have a teacher profile with different meditations on there. And that's because Insight Timer was my first meditation app that I used. And it really helped me um, learn all these different forms of meditations. And it and, you know, I would experiment, experiment with so many different forms of meditation in order to find my own. You know, there was a period of time where I really worked on like loving kindness meditations, opening the heart meditations, um, you know, getting to samadhi meditations and like all these mindfulness, just purely focusing on the breath meditations. And there's just so many different forms. But the main thing is, is you just focus on what feels aligned to you. And what is going to keep your attention? What is going to keep you focused and and driven for it? What's going to excite you to want to do it as opposed to not do it and feel like it's, oh, this is not hard. This is impossible. Like we want to be positively encouraged to do this thing that has a lot of benefits to it. And we would want to incorporate it into our everyday life however we can and making sure that you enjoy it so that you incorporate however much time into your life. And so, you know, I... Now, today, we have so many different apps that assist us with mindfulness, such as um, Insight Timer. We also have Calm. We have Headspace. We have so many other ones out there that assist us with it, as well as YouTube. You can go on YouTube and find, type in meditation, and you'll find every literature and education on different forms of meditation. And, you know, I want to say that if you ever tried a particular meditation, you're like, oh, no, this isn't for me. There's so many other forms. And I would say the the main thing is just you know, finding what aligns best for you, what feels right for you, and what's going to be incorporated into your daily life. What form are you going to be able to incorporate in your daily life? And even just five, 10 minutes a day is far beneficial than maybe doing once a week. And, you know, I, for one, definitely notice that it's like working out. If you work out once a week, it's kind of like you're doing catch up throughout the week. And if you meditate, you know, every day, just for five minutes is far better than working than meditating for an hour that once a week. And it's because we're building um, a consistent model of programming. We're basically building programming that is a default, you know, so so we enhance that particular um, programming or pathway. So if you lift up weight even for five minutes every day, it's far better than working out just once a week. So, um, that would definitely be my my um my advice to you all is to do that. And the best times through the day to do it is for sure in the morning and at night um, before you, when you wake up and when before you fall asleep. Those are the times that typically your mind is most clear. Um, you know, and and if you can incorporate it during lunch and the fine, great. You know, I I started doing that once I mastered at least doing it in the mornings. And um, but those are the best time because your mind is most clear and you start the day off that way and you end the day off that way and making sure that, you know, when you wake up, you start your day. And then when you are laying in bed, that you um, are in a place of peace so that your sleep is good. (laughs) You know, meditation is actually uh, calming and relaxing is the beginning phase of falling asleep. And so we would want to wind down at the end of our day. And so um, meditation is very beneficial for sleep. So this is just kind of like my formal um, intro to meditation, Um, you know, however you can incorporate the practice and be mindful, Um, just be present and 
and be in the moment. If if anybody wants more uh, tips and techniques, um, please do reach out to me and feel free to connect with me on the socials or join me on um, Insight Timer uh, for our lives where we're going to talk more about <laughs> this episode uh, in two weeks time. Um, and you can check out my profile in the show notes as well to connect with me and many, many, many other teachers that also help guide with um, this form of uh, different practices. And it's really just what is aligned with you. You know, this is a way for you to um, strengthen your mind muscle <laughs> and strengthen, you know, who you are and get to know yourself so that you can, uh, you know, enhance every aspect of your life with awareness, with um, presentness and and just fully being. And so I think that it that it's a wonderful practice that everybody can um, gain benefits from. And just understanding that everybody is fully capable of doing it. <laughs> everybody. Um, there's no there's no really right or wrong way of even meditating. It's just being mindful and present. And obviously the end goal of all meditations is getting us to a state of in awareness, of enlightenment, of presenceness, and um really stepping into our full potentiality of who we are. And that's every single modality of meditation, I believe, and I, f I feel is is just guiding us to. And so just like the spokes on a wheel, <laughs> on the um, bicycle wheel, they're all heading to one place. So it doesn't really matter which one cho you choose as long as you choose one and just stick with it to see, you know, how how it can enhance you. And, you know, if one practice doesn't feel right for you, you know, or you get easily distracted from it, then just find another way. And that's just all part of the whole growth and experience of, of it. And so this is all my, you know, perspective on meditation in, in my experience thus far, and um, happy to share more again. So uh, thanks for connecting. And I look forward to discussing with you guys in the future about this. Have a great one. Bye. Thanks for listening. And I hope you gain some newfound insights or realizations. If you would like future alerts on new episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe. You can also join me, your host, on Instagram to continue this conversation, ask questions, or just to give us feedback because we love hearing from you, the listener. Just search in the handle Ann Balkansky, or you can check below in the show notes all of our social media links as well as how else you can get connected. Until next time, have a great one.